Hi, this is Matt Welsh with SpiritualMediaBlog.com, and I am here today with Paul and Patty Richards, authors of Wild Attraction, The Energetic Facts of Life, A Ruthlessly Practical Guide to Extraordinary Relationship, and the founders of the Sente Center for Energetic Studies. Paul and Patty, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Oh, yeah. So I guess just to start off with... uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Sente Center for Energetic Studies and the type of work you do there? Sure. Uh, the Sente Center was something that grew organically and, and uh, was born in 1992. Uh, and uh, originally, it was an outgrowth of uh, my relationship with Patty. And my relationship with Patty started because I uh, was uh, fulfilling an obligation uh, that I had made uh, years earlier. Uh, and I'll tell you a brief story about that as an introduction to the Sente Center. Uh, when I was an aerospace executive uh, back in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, I met uh, a seer, uh, somebody who was had a Ph.D., uh, was functioning in the world and very quietly part of an oral tradition that had to do uh, when that went back for uh, unnumbered, uh, unknown number of generations, and it was all about. Uh, a certain approach to non-ordinary experience and uh, beyond, uh, way beyond uh, psychic, uh, kind of what people would think of as psychic uh, awareness or psychic capabilities, into uh, expansion of consciousness and uh, the application of uh, principles of energy and intent to perceive as much as possible while still being very high-functioning in ordinary life. And this uh, oral tradition had been passed along from person to person uh, uh, with no uh, external dogma or social agenda and not even a name, uh, but it was very high level and all the people uh, that were involved with it, uh, almost everyone was uh, educated uh, at at extremely high levels and involved in some interesting profession. And it was never shared, uh, as I say, it never had a public agenda, and you uh, ended up uh, getting asked uh, to participate, and then uh, spent 10 years uh, be, being the recipient of this oral tradition uh, that uh, over the uh, over the generations occasionally got documented a little bit. Uh, but it was an amazing experience for me uh, to be uh, uh, invited in and given uh, that training. And my only obligation was to pass it along to someone else. And when I met Patty, I had no idea that I'd be married to Patty or writing a book about wild attraction uh, together with her or would uh, be running a center that made this material available to the public. I just thought, here is the person, uh, here's a person uh, that could be the one that I uh, hand the torch to. And so uh, Patty's answer, when I when I explained this to her in a very low-key uh, almost unenthusiastic way since I felt it was too early in my life to be a, uh, uh, to pass it on. Her answer was great. I think I, I would love to be a part of this tradition, but I want to, I want to bring a few of my friends along. <laughs> right, right. And it's the first time ever that anyone had ever, that I know of, uh, asked to include anybody else. Uh, do you want to comment on what that was like, Patty? <laughs> very low-key about it. He just said, you know, you could do this. It was in a private session with him. You could do this, and if you'd like, I'd teach you. So he didn't tell me anything about this whole past, and I thought, well, that sounds great. I had already been... Uh, training with another person in perception and uh, more body-based, um, you know, ability. 
and was working as a nurse practitioner, nurse midwife at the time. <laughs> and so I thought, this sounds great, but I don't really know this guy very well, and it's a little strange. So could, would you mind if I bring a couple of people along, not knowing that you know there was this code that I was somehow interrupting? Uh, and he said yes, and we started a study group at my house, um, and um, a few other people came along. And it just by word of mouth, people would start showing up. Well, we hear you're doing something interesting. So eventually we started uh, more of a formal school with a variety of different levels that we ran for 11 years. And I would say the uh, the wonderful thing about it is it's very functional. It's how do you use energy in a way that it enhances your life and contributes to creating great people. And I think because Paul is such a great engineer, he maps everything, and he's also extremely creative, that he could look at things and create really interesting maps of how perception works and developed a really very easy and fascinating and uh, great exercises to put people in touch with perception and to insist that they don't spin off into some kind of strange fantasy land, but that they really uh, map their senses and use them in a functional way. So it just grew, and in the midst of that, uh, after a couple of years, we ended up having these extraordinary uh, relationship things come about a body and all these wild things wide awake that really, to be kind of funny, blew our socks off. And long story short, ended up marrying, combining our families, and creating this how do you apply energetics to relationships? Because it seems to be the area that... uh, it has an explosive capacity to change people, and relationship being so important, if it can enhance and benefit people, we were for it. So we've been doing that, I guess, for about 15 years, and then had so much material, we thought, oh, we really have to record this and put it in a more formal uh, medium, like a book. So that would bring you up to really where we are currently. We love to teach it, and uh, Wild Attraction is a map of how do you communicate in energy, and how do you do the what we call mating rituals that actually enhance your relationship with someone else, help you attract a healthy person, and help you opt out of dysfunctional cues that are happening oftentimes non-verbally that if you don't know about it, you end up getting sucked in and creating over and over these uh, strange relationships. So uh, I think I'd leave it at that and turn it over to you, Matt. (laughs) That's very helpful. That was one thing I found fascinating in your book, Wild Attraction, is you talk about how energy is a missing link to finding and keeping lifelong love. And could you explain exactly what do you mean when you use the word energy? What are you you referring to? Uh, The way we're referring to it is um, if you think of your physical body, when we look at people, there's an energy field around them. And this energy field, almost like being inside an egg, it supports your physical body and Usually when you move, your energy field, if you're lucky and you're you're aware of it, it moves with you. But that same energy field oftentimes will move independently from you or uh, some of the anatomy within it, which we call like there's a gender part of it, will oftentimes move into across the room to somebody else or stretch in ways that um, think of it as a communication device that you're surrounded in. You have this field that is perceiving and also signaling in ways that all of us, uh, we're aware of it, but not so much consciously, or we've just never been trained in it. So I like to tell people it's a field that uh, is part of you, and uh, sometimes you can actually use it separate from yourself. But in general, we're trying to encourage people to use it with their body, because when you move, 
say if you're kissing someone, if you're kissing them physically, it's great. But if you're kissing them with your energy and your physicality, you've just doubled your potency. So uh, you'll either bump into it and just find out these things just really in a not very um, sophisticated way, or you can, if you're lucky, you find someone who has mapped it and they can show you, oh, how do you use this this field as an ally for yourself? How do you use it more consciously? How can we use it more uh, consciously and as an ally? Uh, gosh, you can read Wild Attraction. We have about 100 million ways. <laughs> <laughs> I think just by, I would start with be, by being aware that it's there. And oftentimes it's the simple things. If you're uh, sitting in a room like you're probably now, Matt, if you um, pay attention behind you, if somebody walks in the room and you're, sitting there and they're, say, really angry or really happy and you don't see them, oftentimes you'll register, oh, there's, this person's really angry and you haven't seen them. How are you knowing that? It's, you're surrounded in energy like fish and water. And, it's, and when you start paying attention to how did I know that or, you know, what is that thing, you start becoming, turning those senses up and becoming more aware of them. Um, and certainly in gender, if you see someone across the room you're attracted to, Oftentimes, you'll notice that your words are saying one thing, but from your body centers, something else is happening. You may actually literally feel language being transmitted or signals being transmitted. Um, Or if you start looking at people's physicality as they walk across the room, you may notice that your parts of their bodies are almost uh, packed with energy in a way that they look like they have spotlights on them. So you'll walk across the room and you'll think, I can't help but notice that person's hips or their face or their breasts or whatever it is, and we're trying to point out oftentimes it's more than physicality, and with a little instruction, you can begin to understand and separate out what are my physical senses and what are my energy senses and how do they uh, support each other and how do they work against each other. So those are some really quick things. Paul, why don't you add to that? Matt, uh, would you uh, indulge me if I got a little theoretical about question of what is energy and how do we uh, uh, optimize our relationship with it? Yeah. From uh, my perspective is uh, uh, it's a mystery and and what exists on the planet are uh, developing working models and the working model from our tradition views energy as a concurrent or you might say concomitant realm. Uh, and it's interesting that although, although we use the word energy when we talk about it in English, uh, it, the word energy, of course, is um, derives from common experience and also uh, the study of physics. And there is a uh, because we use the same word, uh, it naturally implies and possibly wrongly implies that we could take the study of physics and extend it into subatomic uh, particle theory or some other in some other direction and find. Uh, the energy that we're talking about in the description of reality that the science of physics is so um, delightfully generating. But it's possible, uh, and uh, we tend to view it uh, within our working model as uh, a um, an element that is, rather than being within um, the describable uh, domain of physics, of, of the physical sciences, possibly a, a parallel, in a sense, a parallel reality that touches 
and, and it interacts with uh, physical and psychological uh, worlds, but but that you can never measure directly, uh, and never see directly with a physical sense or measure directly with a physical instrument, but. The human uh, consciousness, our capacity to experience, is sort of a uh, a breakthrough point, a, a connection uh, between these two uh, layers, and uh, so our uh, particularly unconscious, uh, the sort of greater awareness of a person, uh, it connects both with uh, this uh, energetic parallel realm and the uh, physical and psychological with all of them and so we in a sense are a connector uh, our our ability to perceive uh, our capacity to experience is a connector between these layers uh, of uh, realities that are uh, you could view them as sort of uh, like layers on an onion uh, as i described in the book so if uh, we derive our state of being our well-being uh, and fulfill our potential as creatures of, uh, of several different environments, um, and those environments are all important, and subconsciously we're aware of them all, uh, and uh, deriving you know our kind of individual maps of reality from information that comes from physical sources and energetic sources. Uh, the uh, uh, generally speaking, uh, the idea is to become consciously aware of that in, in ways that, that are not, uh, you know, fully developed in our culture and to integrate what we can perceive if we work at it uh, and uh, map them in ways that uh, we keep our psychological projections to a minimum. Uh, if we can map them and also learn to extend uh, our power to move uh, in that realm as well as in this realm, uh, then you really have something. And I'm sorry for that being kind of a long uh, theoretical explanation, but it's a nice one uh, to establish sort of how big is big and, you know, um, what map are we on. Um, do you, would you uh, want to ask me a follow-up question to direct me in the areas that, that interest you? Oh, no, I appreciate you going into detail. It was a pretty broad question. Um, don't, the first thought that popped in my head is you guys kind of touched on this. You said the goal is to become consciously aware do you have any tips or advice on how to become more consciously aware um, of our energy or just more consciously aware in general yeah uh, we have um, we have spent the last 17 years experimenting uh, with people at all different levels of interest and kind of prior experience and capability and we can say uh, that uh, focusing on daily life and rudeness is a real good place to start. That when people are rude to you, in one respect at least, they tend to be uh, possibly a positive influence because in the presence of rude uh, people, uh, aggressive, obnoxious, challenging people, uh, suddenly what is normally unconscious often becomes conscious. And you can feel... Uh, the impact uh, of someone when they're angry with you or rude or dismissive, uh, you can feel in a kind of kinesthetic way quite often a motion of energy that you wouldn't feel if they were being polite. Politeness is a little bit somnambulist uh, in, in nature. Uh, it kind of um, um, softens our, our perception of what's going on in energy. And so if a person is polite to you, uh, there, there's actually a greater chance you will uh, miss something important about them or not connect 
uh, to emotion or communication that's going on. Uh, and so uh, when you're rude, what you experience, the way you experience it, and the la if you look at the language that we speak to one another in the presence of negative behavior, it's usually energetically very direct. And, and everyone understands when somebody says, well, they slime me or take that back. Uh, you know, so there's hundreds of phrases in English that directly describe energetic phenomenon that people actually feel. Uh, Patty, you look like you want to uh, chime in. Well, I would, I would give a, uh, two answers, Matt, and just an example that you're pointing to, Paul, with yeah. uh, For women in particular, I would say if you ask any woman, they will know what I'm talking about, and, and I can only speak for the female part of the race here, but uh, if you're a woman and you're, say, maybe you're in a bar or you're walking by a crowd of, of uh, men who are maybe more uh, energetically forward or aggressive, you can walk by somebody and they don't physically touch you, but you can feel really slimed. And what, when we watch them in energy, oftentimes part of their energy field is actually reaching out and groping the person. And every woman knows that feeling of walking by someone and feeling creeped out or slimed, even though the person didn't say anything. And because nobody puts words to it, you'll sometimes dismiss it and you'll just think, oh, that person's creepy. But when you start paying attention, it wakes up those senses a little bit. And uh, there are hundreds of things like that because so much is being communicated in energy between people, but because we're in a culture that hasn't really mapped it, you're left oftentimes wondering. For instance, you can get off the phone with somebody, you might have been in a perfectly great mood, and the person was really angry, or and it had nothing to do with you, and you'll get off and you'll now have the headache, or you feel dumped on. That's why Paul's saying oftentimes rudeness, and we're actually teaching people to see it and to have some choices in it, to deflect what we call energy and content away from uh, yourself when someone is either happy or sad and you're taking a bath in their energy and the content that's contained in their energy. There are lots of uh, relatively uh, not that difficult ways to learn, oh, this is, person is spewing energy and content. They might be a perfectly nice person, but... It's as if you're taking a bath in their experience and teaching people to deflect other people's stuff that's coming out of them and also your own. When you feel yourself kind of loaded and wanting to um, let loose on somebody else, you can be trained to deflect it off to the side and let your words go to the person but not end up bathing them in your experience in a way that is injurious and unpleasant. So that's the first thing I would say that gives you a few examples. And then you were saying, well, how does somebody begin to expand their consciousness? And um, I would say one of the, the uh, most important things, uh, and I'm a pretty physically based person, I think using the physical body as a way to become a, a more empowered person is really important. And I would invite you to think of a, um, if you've ever seen a martial artist, maybe a forced on uh, traditional Japanese karate person, they walk in the room and they don't usually say anything. They may say nothing and yet you feel their presence and you feel something uh, solid and powerful and interesting in them. As opposed to if you go, maybe you're by a, a group of giddy 15-year-olds uh, at the high school and you don't get that same feeling. And what we start with usually is teaching people how do you have the presence of an empowered creature. And a lot of it is about centering. If you were to pat your belly and realize you speak more um, 
powerfully and more genuinely if you're a center-based creature, if you walk from your center. And when you talk, my center talks to your center instead of my face or my head talking to your face or head. There's lots of little trivial things that go on that diminish your capacity to really relate to another human being in a more deep, genuine way. So we will oftentimes start with an invitation and a set of tools to encourage people to walk and speak as a centered creature so that you have a chance for the the deepest and the most genuine intimacy with anyone, whether it's a love relationship or a friend or a work relationship. And and that's quite a, um, I guess, a basic uh, way to start, I think, expanding consciousness is have your consciousness be centered in a body that understands the value of being centered and not facial. Yeah, I think that's that's a great example and a perfect explanation. Um, why did you guys? What inspired you to write Wild Attraction on your book? <laughs> you know, Matt, um, that's a great question uh, for me anyway to to hear. Patty inspired me, and the thing uh, is that we um, starting in about 1995 or six started teaching this in seminars and at our own center, and we have a smaller office in New Zealand that we spend part of the year in. And we did it for a long time. We, we uh, got a, a tremendous uh, opportunity to see how people start with no particular uh, knowledge or background in applying energy and intent to relationship and taking them through lengthy arcs, sometimes over many years. And our main uh, focus at the Sente Center Patty had said is we're, we're fascinated with creating great people and, and taking a, a human being, maximizing their potential, and we do view um, a, a systematic um, kind of non, non-dogmatic view of energy and intent as relatively uh, le- lesser known or lesser understood or lesser applied elements of all around uh, creating great people. And so our main uh, emphasis is taking what comes out of this arcane path that, that we've been on uh, and that's been so private all the time uh, back through uh, a couple of centuries probably and applying it to pe- people's uh, artistic life, their life in sports and physicality, their professional lives and their personal lives. And uh, this is a, you know, it's it's a lot of directions to go at once. Uh, we worked for corporations, and uh, the last few years we were we have spent really documenting everything, and somewhat reduced our attention uh, with regard to the relationship material. And then in New Zealand, about a year and a half ago, or two years ago, Patty, just because she loves it so much, started uh, to uh, teach it. And, uh, and watching her teach it, I just thought this has got to go. Uh, out to the world. She's just so great at uh, conveying it. And so we kind of put everything aside. And we also thought, well, the world uh, at this particular time, uh, if anyone has uh, really positive things to say about relationship and human potential, anything about creating great people, it's a great time to step up and and not hold it so closely or so privately. So it was a, uh, uh, we think of it as a, uh, a contribution, our little voice in a, a sea of wonderful voices 
uh, pointing out just how great people can be, and relationship is uh, one of the main uh, crucibles that can create extraordinary people. So watching Patty, we, you know, we set out, we did the book, and now we're really enjoying meeting people and uh, hearing what people have to say about it and trying to explain it. Uh, Patty, please. Uh, I, there's a, that's a great question. Why do we write Wild Attraction? And I think uh, I could take it in a million different directions, and I think I would start with uh, that we have been so fortunate to have fallen into really a relationship that is so vibrant and alive, and energy is a big part of it, that we didn't really go into this training thinking, that well, we're going to have this relationship, but in the process we discovered that the capacity to communicate with another human being when you add energy is so profound and so delightful, and it so um, enhances any relationship uh, that it seems like, why would we not share this? And the effects I see when we train people in it and share it with them, the emails and the calls and the the uh, enhancement of relationship really goes through the ceiling, and it's it's wonderful. For example, uh, when we when we talk, when we go to um, oh, book signings or workshops or whatever, over the years we will be doing lectures on all this interesting material. Some of it's about genders, and some of it is not gender material. And I would say I don't know if there's ever been a time we've taught in the last couple, maybe 15 years, that people afterwards don't come up to us and say, the material was great, but we just like watching you two. <laughs> and we hear this over and over sure. again, and, and we'll be in a supermarket or we were in a hardware store in New Zealand this spring. It, people will come up to us, salespeople, out of the blue, and we're there buying you know, a toaster or something, and they'll say, how long have you been married or there's something special about your relationship, and we hear this over and over. And when we watch people around us, our systems are really alive with each other. If I walk up the stairs in front of Paul, I'm signaling him, and he'll go, oh, I got that. Oh, I saw that. And we're back and forth like, you know, cat and mouse or, you know, I'm always saying he's my catnip because he is. When you have a responsive partner and you signal them and they signal you back, and they respond, think, oh, I got that. Oh, nice leg. You did that. You know, you just, the game is on. And it's so delicious and so fun and so alive that when I look out at people and I think they could be having more fun, therefore, and more depth and more happiness, and what better thing to offer the world? If, if people are happy in their relationship, as my uh, dear friend Susan, who is a sexual health counselor, says, that's the ticket to world peace. Better sex, better love. It really does... Uh, permeate a culture if you have the two genders working together, really cherishing each other and supporting each other and getting the greatness in the other person, it just sets up a whole dynamic uh, within the family, within the relationship, within the community. So that's, I guess, oh, I, what a lovely, What a lovely uh, articulation, Patty. That's oh, well, delightful for me to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to hear that. Um, well, thank you guys, both of you, for writing this and putting this uh, work out. If somebody wanted to get a copy of Wild Attraction or wanted to try to get a hold of you, uh, where's the best place to get a copy of the book or what's your guys' website? Well, it's uh, the website, uh, our website is www.centecenter, that's S-E-N-T-E, center.com. It's also uh, on sale at Amazon, and we have uh, distribution. It's, uh, there, it's in uh, quite a few bookstores out there around the country. You might find it there. Uh, and those three places are good enough for a start. And I think I'd have to add that, truthfully, uh, we wrote the book 
to uh, talk to people directly. Uh, the book gives us uh, a framework and a structure and an introduction. Uh, and uh, the real uh, trip uh, people can take is talking with us. And we have uh, a new forum for that called Sinte TV. We have a um, internet-based uh, television uh, capability, and we uh, several times a month. Uh, we, Patty and I, either do it separately or usually uh, together, talk about wild attraction in detail. It's a very depthy uh, type of a journey with, with uh, a great deal of intricacy to it. And uh, we have a, situ a system where people can watch us on TV. We can play out uh, scenarios and do demonstrations. And people can uh, call in on a conference line and also can use the chat, a chat feature uh, right on the television. So it's, it's a really quite a marvelous way for us to share this uh, with people who have read the book and really want to go further. The other thing, yeah, it's really. I find that. I'm sorry, I was going to ask, can we find that through your website? or? Yes, you, sh you can find that through our website. There's a variety of online training we're trying to do. It's great to read the book. You will get a wonderful context for what we're talking about. And then for me personally, the fun is then taking someone who self-selects and says, this is interesting to me, then I like to show them how to do it. And they, we found that the TV format has made that a lot easier uh, there is this Thursday, which is the 12th, I believe. The after tomorrow, then. Yeah, we're doing a teleconference. It'll be on the TV station, too, uh, an hour and a half free thing that uh, Gaia is sponsoring. The Gaia um, community. Yeah, and so if people are interested, again, they can go to either www.centecenter.com to the Wild Attraction page or just go to wildattraction.net and sign up for that, too. So thank you really a lot, Matthew. It's been a joy talking to you. Yeah, do you mind if I make a concluding remark, uh, Matt? Yeah, I was going to give you guys the last word and <laughs> say thanks real quick, and thank you guys for taking the time to speak with me tonight, and uh, yeah, I'll give you guys the last word and any concluding thoughts you want to leave our audience with. What, uh, what I would like to say is uh, that in this process of taking what has been a, a fairly uh, kind of off by itself a body of work and moving uh, out and meeting people, it's been amazing to get involved with people like you and uh, get closer to the wonderful uh, use of the media um, that we have discovered in this process. Uh, it's a wonderful world of people, uh, uh, all uh, very motivated in similar ways, and the pleasure we get uh, talking to you and uh, the other people that we've met, it's just be hard to uh, put into words. We've discovered, uh, wow, um, a big, uh, fantastic community, uh, very open to uh, wonderful new approaches to making great people. I think my ending comment, Matt, would be that uh, the subtext for me is that great things await us and that with some attention, if you're a person who relationship is important to, it's worth putting your attention on it because what is possible when you do that is really off the scale wonderful. So for anyone who might hear this or uh, read while Attraction, my word is always it's worth your time and attention to jump into uh, creating and participating in supporting great relationships in the world. Well, that's great. I really, like I said, I really appreciate you guys being here and um, I would encourage my listeners to visit your website and read Wild Attraction. Thank you, man. You've been most gracious. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care.